Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. All right, welcome everybody. We are incredibly excited to gather together. It is worship night. And I know I can feel the anticipation in the room. I can feel it all this last week as we are just anticipating how Yahweh is going to meet us tonight. You know, one thing I love about this family is that we are all about the difference. What I mean by that is, <laughs> um, is tonight we're going to experience corporately something that is different. You can literally always count on this family. Anytime you tune in, anytime you watch us live, anytime you join us locally, you can count on getting something different, on being um, exposed to something different. It's almost kind of like, uh, <laughs> I had this example, and this completely shows our DNA because we're not afraid to talk about anything, okay? So I had this expression, or I had this idea about intimacy. And when it's the same every single time, it gets boring, <laughs> okay? You want something different, all right? I don't want to experience Yahweh in the same way every single time. I want something different. We've got to make adjustments. We've got to um, try something different. We've got to get inspired in different ways, but that's something that this family always introduces us to, is something different, because there's always something more. All right, so with that after party, if you are five years and younger, you can go with Auntie D down to after party. They're already at the door. Anaya, do you wanna go? Go get them. <laughs> All right. So what we've been talking about um, as a corporate body, let's just recap and do a, couple, a little bit of dot connecting. What we've been uh, talking about is engaging in emotion, heart, mind connection. Do you guys remember that? I know that a lot of us are practicing what we've been learning in that and really receiving from Yah what he means by that in many different areas. We've been talking about emotion and centering ourselves, aligning ourselves. We came back from New Mexico and he talked about that new announcement over our life. So some of us or most of us became aware of what was being said over our life and what is currently being said over us. Then last Heaven Awareness Night, he led us in an encounter that spoke to the original story of what he wrote for us, okay? Now, if I was listening to our podcast for the first time and I was hearing those sentences, I would be extremely excited because that's not something that you normally hear anywhere else. <laughs> we can be confident as a family that what we offer is different and what we offer is something that you don't get everywhere. So as we gather, we put value and honor on what has been cultivated in this house. Uh, last week, we got to see a tangible expression 
of that original story being written out of emotion, of gratitude, of what's being spoken over us as we were able to celebrate and honor the mother of this house turning 40. Yes. And so in alignment with what he's been saying, I felt like there's a couple of different things that he wanted us to share or wanted me to share. And um, let's see, I'm just trying to think of which way he wants me to go. So I think the first thing is going back to the heart and the mind, okay? When we were thinking about that and Missy had led us in that, it was interesting because something I, I released on the Kingdom Airs Vox this week was about the heart and the mind and how in that centering or in that aligning, uh, what he had revealed is that the breath or air or oxygen is extremely important. The heart cannot pump blood without oxygen, okay? Your mind cannot function without oxygen. In fact, if the mind gets deprived of oxygen for a certain amount of time, uh, uh, irreparable a lot of times, um, amount of damage happens. So I felt like in tonight, what we're going to experience in worship is something he's preventing something, okay? He is, um, he's bringing a, an importance to the breath. And we know that breath is Ruach, okay? That's Holy Spirit, Ruach, she's the breath. She's what breathes through everything. She is the one that whenever you're reading in Genesis about how man came to be, how humankind came to be, she is what was breathed into a, into a body in order to make it living. Okay, so there's an aspect of life that we're tapping into tonight when we're talking about breath. There's also, um, it was really interesting because when we're talking about like a worship night, a lot of times we know that worship and praise go together, right? And it was so, so funny because last week, Yahweh had me engaging in, um, in a certain scripture that I hadn't thought of. And sometimes when he takes us on these journeys, it will seem like, why did you bring me over there? I thought when I was going to encounter you, I was going to go down this one road and I was looking forward to that. And then he takes you on a completely different one and you're like, okay, that was good, but why? Um, and so what he had me encounter last week was heaviness. Okay. And I want to speak to this because I feel like it goes with, uh, with worship. Okay, and I'll explain why. So how many in here have felt heaviness before or maybe came in heavy or had a heavy week or felt like um, heavy in some kind of way? So when Yahweh presented to me, he started showing me heaviness and he started to ask questions and he started to say, you know, have you experienced heaviness? I was like, yes. He's like, how have you experienced it? I said, well, I've experienced in the negative. Okay, you gotta hear my thought process. <laughs> I've experienced in the negative, heaviness, and then I've experienced in the positive, where it's like Yahweh is heavy, right? Um, and he said, okay. And he brings me to that verse 
in the word that talks about putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And he says, did you know that heaviness is a being? And I said, no. And he brought me to that verse and I was like, it does say spirit of heaviness. And yeah, it's not funny. We don't connect that. Um, and so he tells me heaviness is the being. And I said, well, right away, I know we're exercising in not coming from the tree of good and evil. Okay. We're exercising coming from that tree of life, but there's still those things that need to be worked out in us. And so I was like, well, is it good? Is the spirit, is the being good or is he not good? And she, and he said, she is um, translingual. And I said, what is translingual? Like he'll show me these words sometimes and I'm like, I don't know what that means. And so I looked up translingual and it said translingual are words and other aspects of language that are relevant in more than one language. Thus, <laughs> huh? Yeah, glory is weighty. Thus translingual may mean existing in multiple languages or having the same meaning in many languages and sometimes containing words of multiple languages or operating between different languages. You guys, it's literally our language, so crazy. And so I said, okay, so to me, I'm sure this is not the fullness, but to me, what I took from that is heavy, heaviness is neither, it's neither, it just is, right? And it can be, um, like pretty much what he showed me and that was, it's, it's not necessarily either good or bad, right? Because he doesn't operate from that. He just operates from the tree of life. So it's just a being. So it's however we are interpreting that being, right? Depending on what it's doing in us. So sometimes we may feel like heaviness brings us pressure. Like for me today, I could feel it bringing the pressure on my spiritual body. I could feel my muscles were sore. I could feel um, it, it, it applying pressure in me. And, and that, that's what I would call, exp, you know, experiencing that being of heaviness. And then other times as that is going on, he will all of a sudden flip it and I'll feel like this heat come up and I'll feel kind of like a, a weighted blanket. Like I'll feel it in numerous different ways, but either way, it's not necessarily good or bad. It just depends on how I'm experiencing heaviness because it's just a being. And so, um, so then I was like, well, what does it mean to put on the garment of praise on heaviness? Because the only way I've ever experienced that verse is heaviness is a bad thing. So you put on praise to cast it out. <laughs> and so he started to show me this, um, this different expression of that the garment of praise is like a gift that we're offering the spirit of heaviness and they operate together. So he started showing me that when we start feeling that heaviness operating, that we get the opportunity to then present it a gift. We get to present a being a gift, which I know sounds like totally preschool, but for me, it's blowing my mind. I'm like, I can actually introduce a gift, a garment of praise to the spirit of heaviness of whatever it's pressurizing in me 
and then they start working together and then I get to come from whatever it is that they produce. I don't know what it is that they produce yet. <laughs> Maybe he will show you guys and you guys can share with us. But I just felt like in that, so when he is, um, when he is redefining things or rewriting things, such as the story that he had told us, the last heaven awareness, when he was rewriting our story, um, when he's redefining those things, sometimes he needs to show us something that we've known and redefine it and reshape it and rename it in order for us to understand um, what he's doing. And so tonight I felt like I know that the worship team, Ruach Yatza, which also means breath, um, is going to walk us through worship, but we are ex going to experience worship in a different way tonight. Uh, we had part one last month. You guys will remember that. It was incredibly awesome. It was deep. It was intimate. He, in a sense, just uh, tucked us in and was say, asking, you know, how was the day season? How was your day? How do you feel about that? And he was able, we were able to kind of um, encounter and, and hang out with him, in a sense. Well, tonight we're going to have part two. And this is the part where you guys know in the, in the night season is when strategy comes, okay? So he's allowing his breath to breathe over us tonight in dreaming, in vision, in sound, in union with one another, in realizing the partnership that we have with heaviness and praise together. And also what I felt like he wanted us to um, what he wanted me to release over everyone listening, everyone hearing my voice, is this is going to be easy, okay? This is going to be simple. It's going to be a joy. It's going to be something that is, um, it, it's not hard what we're going to do tonight. He has um, a way to engage us, and it's going to be easy. So as we, as Ruach Yatsa um, comes up, we just give you full permission to release us into that difference um, and release us into what this night is awaiting for us to experience. mindset and that he is definitely wanting to redefine how we see some things and how we view things. If we've always seen a spirit of heaviness as a negative thing, really darkness comes from Yahweh, that there's mysteries wrapped up in the dark that we get to unfold. So when things feel dark or there's areas in our life that feel dark, it's because he wants to give us a deeper understanding of his character or a, a deeper revelation of what he's doing. But we search him out in that darkness. We search him out in that mystery. 
So I'm just going to connect a couple things in case we didn't know what she meant with the day season and the night season. I think that we do, but just in case that's the first time you've heard that, uh, Yahweh sets up the whole calendar of the year in halves, where you have a whole season that's the day, where it's the outward expression, it's the work, it's the growth, right? It's where you actually get the harvest, it's where you're in the field uh, working on all that fruit. And then you have the second or actually the first half of the year that's the night season. And this is where you're dreaming. This is where you're strategizing. This is where you, just like you do at night, you have the conversations. You slow down. You're not outside. You're not working the field. You're not dealing with your fruit. You're inside. And so this worship service is the first worship service of the night season. And what we felt like that he wants to just release permission to dream and release permission to be able to engage in strategy, which is why to what Sally said, why this looks so different, why we're sitting down, why it's intimate, why it's more quiet, more somber. Um, because you don't normally dream like jumping up and down and like dancing, right? <laughs> like I don't dream. <laughs> You're not normally having like deep, meaningful conversations on the dance floor. <laughs> Usually it's alone in a quiet place in an intimate setting where you can really engage in some deeper things. And so um, I want to start a little bit different if that's okay can we all stand up just for a second you don't have to stand the whole time <laughs> um i you know we've been talking a lot about like heart mind connection sally mentioned it those being connected and the breath that that the breath doesn't come from us so we're just going to, if you'll close your eyes, and you're just going to follow me in some breathing, which totally sounds silly, but there are chemicals released when you breathe a certain way to get your body to relax. You cannot dream, meaning like dream, like dream dreams and have visions and, and think about possibilities of life, you cannot dream if you're stressed out or if you're struggling with anxiety or if you're struggling with lack or if you're struggling with fear. You cannot envision how, how what to do or how to do or how exciting this is if your inside is in turmoil. So we're just gonna practice getting our inside to line up with the frequency of peace, of shalom, of completeness. So what I want you to do is um, just take a really deep breath in your nose and like get your whole chest to like expand, like breathe in so much air that it's like you're pushing your like chest or your stomach or your ribs, you're pushing that out. And you're going to just hold it for a minute. And you're very slowly going to breathe it out your mouth. But not just, you're going to actually like blow your breath out. Like pursed lips, 
like you're blowing gently into a fire, like getting a fire to start. You're just going to slowly blow that out. So let's take a deep breath in. Like as full as you can get it. And you're slowly going to let that breath out. And as you let that breath out, you are breathing out anxiety. You're breathing out your day. You're let as you're breathing out, just keep doing it while I'm talking. But as you're breathing out, you're letting your shoulders relax. You're letting your mind relax. You're letting your skull, like all of your ligaments, all your muscles, you're letting everything just start to relax. Let your hands relax. Let your, just let, concentrate on your body and letting each part just let go of the tension that you're holding on to. you're doing that just begin to engage your spirit and just just start to open your heart you're free now to get comfortable not so comfortable where you mentally check out but comfortable in a way that allows for there to be movement in your heart just going to slow down together. You're going to let go of the stress of your day. Maybe literally of today or maybe how hard even the last few months have been or how hard your day season was. Maybe this day season really was really difficult. It wasn't just reaping fruit and it wasn't just awesome. Maybe it was really hard. As you're breathing, as you're just meditating on this moment, on my voice, on the sound of the guitar, just let some of the tension out of your body. let tension out by concentrating on that area and just letting it relax. I carry so much tension in my uh, neck and on my shoulders. I have to literally like focus to get it to like stop trying to hold up. So if you hold anxiety, if you hold stress in your body, which probably all of us do in some way or another. Focus on that area and let, like it's like you're letting his presence just touch it and your heart is getting soft. When your mind starts intellectually trying to reason with what I'm saying, it's like a gateway. minds will try to it's like those thoughts will pop up like this is weird I don't know about that I don't know you (laughs) 
I don't know, this is weird. I don't breathe in church. Like, the, the things will think. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, all those thoughts that pop up, that is your intellect trying to convince you because we're going in a realm that's unknown. And when something is unknown, fear will pop up and like, I don't know if I can trust where we're going, so I need you to stop. Like you'll tell your body that, or you'll tell your spirit that I need to stop. That's why Missy always encourages us that the first thought you have is him. The first impression you have is from him because our intellect will convince us otherwise. So you're just letting your guard down. just letting your heart come forward. And we're just going to take our time tonight. physical body releases a frequency, it releases a sound. And the more that we're, we can engage with, with rest, with shalom, with completeness, with peace, the more he can trade in your heart. He wants to make some like serious trades tonight. I've been really anticipating tonight because he's ready to like totally reform the way you've been seeing some things because it is time to dream. It is time to engage in the next. It is time to, to engage with him about what he has next and what he wants you to focus on, what he wants, the strategy he wants to give you for the next few months. Did you come tonight with your list? Did you come tonight expecting him to speak to you 
about those things, about the things that you've been carrying that are weighing on you. Well, we have to get in a place to be able to hear him because he has some things to say about what you're strategizing over. He has some things to say. He has some things to release over you that is going to radically change your life. You are not going to leave this house the same way you came in, but you have to release that tension and you have to release that stress. Otherwise, he can't get to you because what he has for you is so holy. It's so beyond your imagination. It's so beyond what you, your capacity to be able to understand that we have to put our guard down. Otherwise, we won't be able to hear what he has to give you. to administrate tonight. Thank you for what you are about to administer, for what you are about to release, for the road that you have us on in this very moment when, when time and destiny has crossed paths and that you have a funnel and a portal over this house to be able to release this family into its next. We thank you and we honor you and we worship you in this setting, Yahweh. We thank you for for getting us to a place. We thank you for even being here, for us, for getting us here. We thank you for this opportunity that we enter your gates with thanksgiving, that we enter this moment, that we enter this frequency with praise, that we engage in your presence and in your dreams and in who you are with such honor and such glory and such reverence of what you are about to download. For what you are about to give is so much bigger than what we thought when we prepared to get here. Yahweh, that you have so much more to be able to usher in through the next months and the next months start tonight, that what you have, the things that you are about to release are so glorious, they're so wonderful, that they're so big because your heart for this family is so big that your heart, that all that you are, all that you have, all that you have, that you have been laboring over, that you have been hovering over our waters, that you are that man that has hovered over and you are about to impregnate this family with a new dream, with a new, with a refreshed vision. Yahweh, we engage in that frequency with, with humility and with praise that you honor us with your presence, that you grace us with your presence, that you, that it is so good, Lord, to be here with you tonight.
service that we have that we're like worshiping from the table that's also a door (laughs) there is room for you at the table which is also a door that there's room for you to sit at the table with him and walk through the door That what has seemed closed, like there is a seat with your name on it at that table and there is a sound that's coming forth from you. There's a frequency that you're emanating from your spirit right now that's like, that is, that is in the flow with him and it's like this whole orchestra is coming together. the doors have been your thoughts that he is going to open a thought up to you that you have never had before which sounds minimal and that sounds like that's stupid but if you could have a thought could lead you to another thought that could lead you to another thought that could lead you to a belief system that could lead you to a different life that it starts with one thought one door like ready for you at the table. to encounter uh, peace, shalom, in the form of uh, smell, which is going to cause you to, to breathe in. It's all about breathing and smelling him tonight. And I just feel like I just keep getting this like vision of us just like taking in deep breaths. And the deeper the breath, the it's like you're searching him with your smell like trying to smell peace yeah yeah and the more you breathe in yeah you'll smell him it's like you're searching him out yeah. like a yeah. like a bloodhound yeah like a bloodhound and you yeah. can smell peace and he wants you to to capture him with your senses so i would encourage you guys to keep your eyes closed and just take in some deep breaths and yeah. search for him until you yeah. smell him and you'll know when you smell him. Yeah. You'll know when you smell Shalom. And that's where he wants to captivate you. 
Like if you smell the right thing, it it instantly sends you back. Did you know that smell is your strongest tie to your memory? That there is not another sense that is as strong as smell to your memory. Well, it's like he wants to activate that smell and remind you of things from a different life. Remind you of things that you don't know. That you have a memory of who you actually are. The original intent of who you really are. And it's like he is making you smell so that you can remember. So that you can remember the truth of what he calls you. Of what he called you to. Of the, the place, the seat that has your name on it. Like you've been sitting in the wrong seat and he wants to like give you a smell, give you a memory, remind you of the right place at the right time that he's called you to. Your smell is your strongest trigger to memory. And I feel like he wants to envelop those memories and bring peace to those memories. Yeah, yeah. right now as you're triggered even maybe you're having a memory right now and it's not a good one yeah (laughs) like even if something has come up where you're like why am I thinking about that why is that coming up I don't want to think about that right now I'm supposed to be thinking about this well it's because he wants to completely transform that memory that moment that is still holding that negative place It's like there's chambers in your heart. There's chambers in his heart. And when you go to a certain memory, it's filled with anguish or it's filled with trauma. It's filled with negativity. Well, he wants to release that so that chamber of your heart can smell like him. That's good. one thought it's one perspective that busts all of that open that you have had a certain perspective about that you have had a certain perspective even about yourself and it is like a prison you cannot seem to see this any other way that this is how it is this is who I am this is what they said well he has some like he has like literally a sentence that is going to completely radically turn that upside down and it's a thought you've never had before
says don't stop breathing Keep breathing Deeper breaths, deeper breaths, deeper breaths Keep breathing Oh, swim in the ocean of peace Swim in the ocean of peace He wants you to smell, smell you've never smelled Untouched by everyone, by anyone. Let it go. Let it go. Breathe them in, breathe them in, breathe them in. I've been having this thought all day today that that sometimes we let fear be the gatekeeper of our life. Where fear leads and directs and we actually think that fear will keep us safe like like we engage in lack or we engage in fear thinking that it's going to keep us safe thinking that I'm gonna stay on like the straight and narrow if I if I stay in line if I'm good enough if that that like being a good steward of our life is is feels like lack because there's not enough well I'm if I'm a good steward of my time if I'm a good steward of my finances if I'm a good steward of my emotions if I then there's it's like this oppressive like I just got to keep it in line I can't overextend my time I can't stay too long we don't have time for that we don't have money for that I don't have time for that relationship. And I feel him like beckoning a a deliverance or a a transfer of no, no longer letting fear and lack be the gatekeeper, but what if you lived by the spirit of wisdom? Like what if what if our life was by a flow of of being connected to wisdom versus fear? And how much our dreaming or how much our engagement with with how good he is, how good we are. That it's no longer about staying in line, but it's flowing with what he where he's flowing. And maybe that looks like extravagance with your time. Or extravagance in certain things with your finances or like just shifting your whole rule book of what you're living by, what you're defining by. And maybe it's not fear, maybe it's something else, maybe it's shame, maybe it's complacency that it's easier to procrastinate, it's easier to be complacent that that I live by this rule book of don't work too hard. just feel him beckoning that trade of letting something else rule your day.
which is really scary because it's it's the scariest thing to not live by fear because fear has kept you safe What if you just were safe? What if there just was enough, enough time, enough money? What if, like, what if that was the standard? What if that was the plumb line that there is enough? What if you just are good? Like, is there, if you're wanting to, like, be serious about, I want to make a trade, I don't want to live by this anymore. I don't want to live by it, there never being enough or, or the, just the thing, the paradigms that we live out of. We can live out of these foundational blocks in our life that have been our guidepost. Well, maybe your guidepost has been something other than him, which is why you're always anxious or always frustrated, or always angry, or always struggling, that he wants to eradicate the guidepost, the, the plumb line, the, the, the ruler. Who is ruling over your day? Who's ruling over your morning or your night? Is it shame that's keeping you pure, or is it just his love that you already are? Like is I we don't like do this normally, but if that's you, like you're free to do whatever you need to do to make that trade. That he's here ready to like administrate some like he wants to give you the being of wisdom. Like he wants to give you a gift tonight to be able to be that like you know that that Paul says there are tutors and guides that have been assigned to you. Sometimes a guide can sound a lot like paranoia. And we don't even know because we think we're just doing right. And we think we're just a good son, a good daughter. So can't do this, can't go there, can't have this, can't like can't, can't, can't. And I I just feel him wanting to switch some things out for you to switch out something that has been that tutor that to liberate you into dreaming you need the right tutors and the right guides we've all heard that right like your circle of friends who do you keep around you who's in your your inner circle whose relationship like you can know a man by his friends or the company he keeps well, who's the company that you're keeping like in your mind? What are the voices that, that influence the decision-making? Planting some things in your heart. 
give on that. Like, put your money where your heart is. Of I am not going to live by the rule of lack, that there's not enough anymore. That maybe that is the strategy or the, the dream or the things that he wants to give you is not only a dream, but like a whole different way of living. That if, you're, if you have that one thought, your whole life is going to change. Not just, let me give you a good dream in this night season. Yes, absolutely. But how much greater, like it's just like teach a man to fish versus giving him a fish. Well, Yahweh wants to like teach you how to dream, not just give you a dream or a strategy. What have you been using to strategize? Who have you been synergizing with? And I'm not coming down on you like a shame on you, negative. Who? What company have you been keeping around? That is not what's happening. This is a, Yahweh's like, oh my God, he's like ready to like give you the dream team to be able to synergize with. That like... We all know that a fully functioning team is all, you can go as far as your weakest link. Well, if my, if my guides and my tutors have been lacking shame, I'm not going to get very far. that's you, I just encourage you to respond in any manner, however you're led. If that's giving and literally trading financially, making a trade into that, that you're shifting your tutors. If that's getting on your face, if that's doing something totally unconventional, you are free in this house to make that trade how you need to make it.
talk to you guys about the uh, night season. This morning I uh, got to work to have some secret time. And I always light a candle in the mornings. And as soon as I started getting into it, I jumped on Instagram. And of course, you know, you think like, oh, great, can't even stay focused on secret time. But the first thing that popped up on Instagram was a, uh, it's like a couple things I follow on Instagram is jujitsu and like facts. And there's this facts page that I follow and the first thing that it said was that our eyes, our vision is so powerful. And that our eyes have the capabilities to adjust so well to light and dark. It said that if you were to have an environment that is as dark as dark can get, and you were to light a candle, you'd be able to see that light 31 miles away. That our eyes are that powerful that can adjust so well to darkness that in complete, complete darkness, you can see 31 miles away. You can see a light, a candle 31 miles away. And that's been like on my mind all day. Like literally, I'm obsessed with that thought. And I just feel like this night season is for some of you. Like strategically, this night season is specifically for you. That it's gonna get dark, not in a bad way, but he wants to get it dark, dark around you, so that you can see distances farther than you can even imagine. And your eyes can get so sharp and so vigilant and so keen on one little light in the distance of all of nothing, there's nothing around. There's darkness all around you. And that one little light 31 miles away from you, you can see it, that your vision can see it, whatever you're looking at. And I feel like this night season is for that person, for you, the one who has been really dying for that answer or searching for that answer that this night season is for you. And I don't know what it means, because you mean, daytime, you light a match in daytime, 31 miles away, you're not seeing nothing. Nothing at all. But the darker it gets, the farther you can see. I just think that's just something that the Father wants to bring to the forefront for some of you. But don't get distracted by the dark or get fearful like Ellen's talking about. That it's getting darker, it's getting darker, and you're going to be in fear, and I can't see anything. He's just getting it darker and darker and darker so that you can actually see far. Farther than you could ever imagine. 
see dreams that you could never imagine.
last hour when I was in your feet when I was in your feet and now I send you into the night and now I send you to the night so go
the stars beyond your dreams. Can you see it go?
just thank you for what the process that you have begun tonight. That the what you have initiated, what you have engaged, the trades that you have made, we thank you, Father, that you have led us here and that you will continue leading us from here. That you are sending us while being with us. That we are sent from a place, but you are with us in that place. that you have initiated something tonight, that you have initiated like a, um, like a, it's almost like a snowball effect, like you have initiated a process tonight. Something has begun, something has been conceived, something has transpired. There has been a trade that happened tonight that has begun a process in each of us. And I thank you, Adonai, for your diligence and how faithful and how intricate and how specific and how detailed you are. That you always are getting us to a place to finish a thing, to begin a thing. That you finished our day season and you are beginning our night season and you are initiating a process while putting to rest a process. And we are so thankful to be able to be in your flow. To be in that river, to be in that, to follow that current of your, of your spirit. We thank you for the tutors and the guides that you have assigned to each of us in this night season as the, as the night season unfolds. Thank you for what you began tonight. We need to know his smell, because when it gets dark and we can't see, we can follow his fragrance. Sometimes my students will be in class and they'll be like hunched over and I have to remind them that there is blood flowing, oxygen flowing through their bodies and I liken their body to like a hose with a kink in it and like if you've ever played with a hose, which I know maybe some of us have, but there's this element of when it's time to take a break, you put a kink in the hose so that there's no flow. So I have to remind them that there's this unkinking that needs to take place because when it's free flowing, that is where you're able to receive and give. The, the water is able to flow through. And um, we are headed into the month of Heshvan. I think I'm saying it correct. Heshvan. And starting next week, and we have an opportunity to pour in a first fruit and part of that month is being able to be like squeezed like something to be squeezed out of us and I just when I was thinking about that I was thinking about like when you squeeze the juice out of like a citrate like a lime or something and 
there's you need a lot of the juice out of it but there's times where you get it and you squeeze and you squeeze and you just can't get anything out and so but if there if it's like super ripe and juicy it's just like good you know what i mean like uh. so those two things just kind of made me just i'm just thinking about this month that we're heading into and and what it's all about and what's going on and uh part of the, the month has to do with um the tribe of manasseh and there was so i think it, well step back when when ellen was getting us to breathe earlier it just was reminding me of of like that fruit or the hose of just allowing our bodies to flow freely and allowing those things to to happen without us having to like work it but there is a working it from a sense of so the tribe of Manasseh there was a part of that tribe and there was a guy and I'm probably gonna bomb his name there was a guy um <laughs> His name was Zalafahad, maybe? And he had five daughters and no sons. And he died. <laughs> but the part that is, I think, a part of his legacy because he didn't have any sons, but he, I'm assuming he raised his daughters well, because when, when, when he died and later on, and they were receiving, or there was inheritance to be received, they, according to the law at the time, would not have received the inheritance because they were daughters, they weren't married. And so they were integral because they, had upheld their integrity, but when it came time to be squeezed, they pressed into what they knew was right and they claimed an inheritance and they claimed something for their lives. They didn't have to. The law was the law and they could have just kept with the status quo, but they chose to claim the inheritance that they believed their father had provided for, for them. And mo like the law was changed. They actually redirected history because of what they stood for and how they walked their lives. And so we have this opportunity in the squeezing to be ripe and ready to move or to be hard and not let anything come out. And so with that, as we enter into this new season, this new month that we're in even, not just the night season, but that additional opportunity to be free flowing, I just wanna encourage us to prepare our hearts in the next week so that next week when we come, that we're ready to, to, to give out of that free flowing of a first fruit opportunity to be those juicy limes that are like, producing sweet juice, right? I hate the, I don't hate, but the, you know, sometimes the key limes and there's like nothing. Like you can squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and literally nothing comes out of it. We don't wanna be like that. 
We want to be like the juiciest citrus that produces beautiful limeade or lemonade to like be pleasing and to, to produce something. So that is our opportunity to prepare our hearts for next week. Can you guys do that? Okay. How many of you got something super cool tonight? How many of you believe maybe I didn't get that answer, get that thing, but I am on the brink of it? Okay, do you need to step out in faith and trade with either the word you've been given or the word you are about to receive? It is right there on the brink. So let's do that. Let's take an opportunity right now to trade. Don't miss that opportunity. Okay, so that's like there was an opportunity for us to get beyond something. So let's trade into that. So Yahweh, we just thank you for what you have, what atmosphere you have provided for and you have moved in, that you have spoken something into each and every one of our hearts that maybe we have not fully unlocked, but it is coming. And we trade in, we believe that the words you've given or we are about to receive, that those have value, that they produce something in our lives and that they can be an outflow within us. And so we just thank you for that. We trade in and we speak that life, that we speak that those things are not going to fall away, that they're not going to be amongst the weeds, that they are going to be planted and rooted in our hearts, and they are going to produce something that is good and brings life that's producing in these dark moments, in these dreaming moments. And we just thank you for that in the name of Yeshua. So live, if you need to, text to give, 928-288-4547. Or if you're in person and you want to do that also, um, or run to that treasure box. I know some of us have been holding on to those treasures all week, ready to just deposit it. I had one of my kids brought me money, and they're like, Mom, I found this on the ground. So there's somebody amongst us, or money is literally falling from the ceiling, but there is people that are depositing and trading even on the ground that we walk on. So trade in. Don't miss the opportunity. That's good. I bet we are raining money from the ceiling. <laughs> well, thank you, Yuruak Yatsa. That was awesome. Can we all clap? <laughs> Well, in talking about money, we're really excited. Uh, absolutely, continue uh, pouring into the trading floor um, if you haven't done that yet. Um, in talking about money and finances, so we're really excited because this month, the month of October, we get to have our financial meeting. Um, yes, and it's a really big deal. It's actually gonna be during family night this month. So in about three weeks, we're gonna have it. Um, so what's exciting about that, so what our financial meeting is, is because this family walks so openly in transparency, we, um, we have a financial meeting to just inform the body of uh, where we are financially, how our investments are going, where the money is going, how it's being used, um, all of that kind of stuff. So, and a lot more than that, like I'm literally not even, you know, tipping the tip of the iceberg. So. Um, what is awesome about um, the, the financial meeting is we want to make sure 
that we are always taking opportunity to glean what we can in all ways because this family has been handed down such a legacy in so many different areas that we want to make sure that we're being intentional in gleaning from every single area that is afforded us. And so mom and dad have done an incredible job of uh, stewarding our finances as a body. And honestly, the testimonies that we have is probably not in any other household. I mean, I'm, I'm being bold in saying that because it's probably honestly true. <laughs> um, so when we have our financial meeting and we're able to see the testimony and the fruit that has come, it's important to come with a heart that says, that's what I'm being passed down. That's my heritage. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but whenever mom specifically took over the books uh, for Kingdom Heirs, uh, it, it wasn't Kingdom Heirs at that time, but um, like there was a tiny amount of money in operating and we were significant. There was five bucks, okay? That's one thing, and I'm not saying anything against this, but that's one thing if that's in like your personal checking, right? It's another when it's in like a corporate body's operating account, like that's, that's where we were at when she took over the books. And we were in a significant amount of debt. And you guys have seen the process where now that's no longer the case. Not even is it no longer the case, but we can actually say proudly that with the work that they have done specifically in overseeing all the finances, we are multimillionaires, okay? And that's a huge, that's a huge testimony, okay? Because that's not easy to do for anybody. Yeah. And it just reminds me of like the first time that, not the first time, but probably one of the first times that I was engaged in our, one of our financial meetings. I remember, I'm just going to give a quick testimony. <laughs> we have many of them. Um, but I remember uh, it was question and answer and mom and dad were uh, talking about credit cards. Someone had asked something about credit cards. <laughs> And it was hilarious because um, at that time where Derek and I were, we had to dig ourselves out of a hole financially at that time. This was about three years ago, I want to say, or something like that. And uh, so we were on this track of no debt, no credit cards, absolutely not. Like, we stay away from it. We pay everything cash. And that's where we were at at that moment. And so when mom, was, <laughs> mom had made a comment and she said, um, some people, you know, don't have credit cards, but I personally think that everybody should have at least four. And I like, I probably almost passed out at that moment because <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I like freaked out like internally. And then, but what that started me on was a huge process and a journey of confronting, right? Confronting my ideas, confronting my belief system, that even though my belief system was good because it dug me out of a hole, right, that we had had before, um, there's always more. And if this family could have, you know, such a legacy that they built in their personal finances and then be working us out corporately out of a hole, then I can trust that they have something to say, right? So I started this journey asking Yahweh, like, okay, 
clearly I might have a fear of credit cards. Like, what, what is that? So I started this process and it literally led me down a long hole <laughs> and a long journey of, um, of just realizing that, um, that I had a fear in that area. And so as he started to work through that fear, it led all the way to like being open to like retirement, being like literally I wasn't able to see our future because I was scared of credit cards, which sounds crazy and it doesn't sound like it connects, but it does because that fear initially was stopping me in a place where I couldn't see legacy in the future. I couldn't see what's the reason to put away for the future. Why do I need retirement? Why do I need to have investments? What does that matter? And it all came from a question that came during a financial meeting. So I can honestly say now that years later, I mean, I remember when we got our first credit cards after, I think that was like a six year process where we didn't have any. And I remember like sending pictures to mom and dad and being like, look at what we got. And they were like, that's awesome. And so anyways, I say that in a testimony to say that a financial meeting is important because it, it, it exposes us to what we have um, access to. So, oh yes. And that was part of the discipleship too. <laughs> yes. Yes, it took us about three years to, <laughs> to, uh, to work through the fear because part of that fear was we didn't have self-control. So we had to get to the root of, okay, why do we not have self-control in our finances? Why is it that I look at something and I want to spend and I'll just put a plastic card on it and I'm like, hey, I'll pay it later and I don't care what the interest rate is, okay? Like that's where it was before. So it took me years to work through the root issue of why I didn't have self-control. And then why? Because I didn't trust myself. Then I had a fear of credit cards and all of that. And so it wasn't until we worked through the root, I should clarify, that after we worked through the root, then being submitted to mom and dad in that process, we were able to then, in a sense, together, <laughs> get strategy. And then I was able to show them what their strategy produced. And yeah. Yeah, so it was really awesome. So we'll have that in about three weeks. So you guys be ready with questions. Be ready with like whatever it is that you want to know deeper about. So during that meeting, we're going to have a menu as we normally do. We're still going to eat during that meeting. Um, and so we are going to have a menu of just cold stuff. All right. Yeah, cold stuff. So it's like in a meeting, normally when you go in, you like grab and go like a sandwich or you have chips, dip, hummus, uh, pita, you know, yeah, finger foods, chips, whatever it is. So that's what the menu is going to be. We're going to have a sign up next week so everyone can sign up for whatever they want to bring. But that's that's what the menu is going to be about. And then. <clears throat> The last thing we, I wanted to bring up is that I know that um, there's been some questions or just some concerns on our hearts as elders, or I mean, sorry, as Presbytery, to ensure that we know about what's going on with Israel as a body. 
okay? So we know about the pandemic, obviously. We know that Israel has actually shut their borders, so they're no longer open or allowing people to come in. So unfortunately, October was going to be the month where mom and dad were gonna travel to Israel with our New Mexico family, and that is still our heart's desire. That is still something that we're feeling breath on. We know that's the community we're, that they're gonna be sent with. Um, our hope is that that event is just postponed. Um, so any funds that has been given towards them going to Israel is still marked, it's still set aside for the Israel trip for when it happens. We're praying it happens next year when the borders open up, but we are waiting for earth to line up with where we know we need to send them. So we just wanted to let everybody know about that as well. So with that, let me go ahead and pray us out. Life, thank you uh, to our online community for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for what has come forth. We thank you for all that you are doing and all that you constantly, all those new opportunities and those new uh, invitations that you constantly hand out to us. We thank you that nothing is ever old or stale or um, complacent or just the same thing all the time. Every, every day is new and every day is different. And we thank you that you have so much to constantly show us and constantly uh, work with us through. We ask that you would just bless every person here, bless every person hearing us on live and on podcasts and um, just walk with, continue to walk with us throughout our week. In Yeshua's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.